Texas, and you want barbecue, you, you better call them. Yeah, that's all I got to say. You better call. You better call somebody, and that somebody be me. Because we went to Hutchins Barbecue this weekend, and now they got beef ribs available every day. Holy Lord in heaven. Man, oh man. Damn, that was good. Holy shit. Uh, what else we got going on today? Let's see. Uh, but the, over the weekend, uh, oh, we got to talk football, right? I, I mean, uh, usually I'd save it for the beginning of the second break, but let's get to it. Ah, before we get to that, though, oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm getting all kind of messages in here and, and everything's rattling my brain. Uh, Bob Saget died yesterday. Holy shit, did that come out of nowhere or what? Bob Saget, he 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 finished the triangle. It was Betty White and somebody else and now Bob Saget. Holy crap. Found him in an Orlando uh, hotel. 65 years old. Everybody that knew Bob Saget loved Bob Saget. Like, you know, you saw the character on Full House, the the idiot host that he was on America's Funniest Home Nutshots. And I knew him as a comedian. I met him a couple times. Super nice guy. Uh, but one of the dirtiest working comedians out there, which made him so fantastic. Because you get this, this alter ego of him, of the uh, America's Funniest Nutshot guy. And then the dad on Full House. And he's coming out and telling some of the most rancid jokes in the world. God love him. God love that man. Uh, but, yeah, died yesterday suddenly, age 65. Nobody's really talking about anything. Uh, he was doing a tour. He was on tour. He was in Florida. Maybe the Floridas got him. I don't know. But uh, 65-year-old Bob Saget passed away, and uh, it's a sad day for the comedy world. Let's get some good mornings out of the way. 
Braddy Kid says, good morning. I didn't want to be a red pin kind of gal, but it isn't just win, baby, because Douglas was first. She says, good morning, ass family. Today is a great day. The Raiders are in the playoffs. Just one, baby. Good vibes going out to Braddy Kid today. Braddy Kid had a tough day and tough weekend because her shoulders busted up. So good, send good vibes Braddy's way, huh? Uh, let's see. Uh, don't want to be a red panda girl, but isn't it just win, baby? Sorry, super bitchy today. Braddy, that's before the game. I intentionally use the past tense. Okay. Uh, I'm going to enjoy this win for today, and then tomorrow I'll be back to just win, baby, as the Raiders prepare for the win over the Bengals. Let me get through the good mornings, then we'll get to the NFL. Uh, Hangtown Jen says, happy Monday, ass family. Right back at you, Jen. David Garden says, good morning, ass family. Straight Fire says, thanks, Raiders, and the dumbass Charger coach for using a timeout. Sign Steeler fan. <laughs> We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. Andrew says, happy Monday, asses. Hope y'all had a great weekend. Special Kale says, good morning. Mike D says, good morning, ass family. Niners, going to get that ass whoop this weekend. Coming to the big time. Uriah says, good morning. Mark in Detroit says, good morning, ass family. Hope you're all well. 35 days and counting. Oh, look at that. Warbird says, good morning from Indianapolis. Well, you got one win coming your way this week, Warbird. You got your uh, Alabama Crimson Tide taking on Georgia tonight. For the national title, sorry you're a Niners fan, though. Cocaine and hookers, Bob went out big. 2022 starting out in a shitty way. Oh, Arnie, the Lions beat the Packers. <laughs> Hell froze over. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw there were a lot of upsets yesterday because some of those teams didn't play any starters. So there you go. Uh, Alicia says, morning, y'all. Finally started Yellowstone this weekend. I saw that about Bob Saget. Pretty sad. Stackar's in the house. Good morning. Oh, can we fire Brandon Staley? Who the fuck goes for it on fourth down on your own 18-yard line? Uh, Arnie, we know that Saget's death will be chalked up to COVID shit, probably. And Hot Mama says, happy Monday ass. Even though, Hot Mama, I'm sure you're not very happy with what happened last night. Well, yeah, you are very, very happy, actually, because... The, the coach, I'm watching that game last night. I didn't watch a whole, I watched the Cowboys game. Cowboys destroyed the Eagles. That was fantastic. I always love when the Cowboys beat the Eagles because I hate Philadelphia. Hate them. I will never root for the Eagles, ever. I would almost, and this is a close almost. Now, you know what? No, they're in the same category. The Eagles are in the same category as Texas A&M and Oklahoma. Never root for them, ever. So it's, a, it's especially great when you hang half a hundred on the Eagles. Uh, LOL, Tom Brady got Gronk as bonus by staying in the game. Was that a slap in the face to A.B. because he would have done the same? Oh, it was, total. Yeah, fuck, fuck A.B. A.B. is a piece of garbage. I, I'm just going to tell you that right now. He's been on a couple of podcasts, a couple of shows, questioning Tom Brady's friendship, a man who opened his house for you? Yeah, fuck off, A.B. You're, you're a piece of garbage. That's all you are. Uh, the games that happened this weekend, Browns beat the Bengals without Baker Mayfield, but you know what's the name? Uh, uh, Joe Burrow didn't play. 
Vikings beat the Bears. Oh, Vikings, why couldn't you win those games earlier this season? Redskins beat the Giants. Jags beat the Colts. How the Jags beat the Colts? That's hilarious. Steelers over the Ravens. Titans beat the Texans. Saints over the Falcons. That's got to be the end of Matty Ice there in Atlanta. Has to be the end. Has got to be the end. Jets, they, not even when the fucking Bills were not even trying that hard, they still lose. The Niners beat the Rams. That was actually not a half-bad game. Dolphins and the Patriots. Patriots didn't play anybody. Seahawks, Cardinals, doesn't matter. Buccaneers killed the Panthers. And then there was last night's game. You didn't watch the game last night, Hot Mama? Was it close to a tie? It was. It went to overtime at 32-32. to 32. And... The Raiders got the ball. And they held the ball for a while. Kicked the field goal to make it 32-29 to 29 or whatever, I guess. Chargers get the ball. They kick field goal. Tied up at 32. It's tied up at 32 with about a minute and a half left in overtime. Meaning that they almost tied. If they would have tied, both teams would have gone to the playoffs. And I do believe that the Raiders were playing for that. Until I have no idea why the head coach of the the Chargers called a timeout. Called a timeout with like a minute and ten seconds left in the game. I, I, I Like, I'm lost. They were letting the, the Raiders were just milking the clock, letting it run down. It, the game was tied. Both teams would go to the playoffs. And out of nowhere, San Diego calls timeout. And the Raiders then said, well, all right, uh, we'll just run the ball. We'll, we'll break off an 11-yard run and get in a field goal position, which they did. They called timeout, brought the kicker on, won the game. I don't think, honestly, I mean, I'm watching that. I don't think that the, the Raiders kicked that field goal if they didn't call that timeout. I haven't seen any press conference today of, as to who and why that called timeout was made. I, I, I was just in shock. I was in ch- I'm sitting there watching the game and I'm 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 kind of laughing at the fact that they're screwing over the Steelers and the Steelers have this great story going this has been Roethlisberger's last year they beat the Ravens to to make it close he won his last home game Big Ben is going to go out and and he's not even going to get to go to the playoffs cuz this game ends in a tie and the Raiders said, no, we ain't going to have that. Fuck you, Chargers, you dumb fucks. Why would you call a timeout? Oh, Aldo says, morning, y'all. Back to work after my brush with Ami. Whoa, whoa, got to get everything yeah, get turned, turned up. up. Get everything, everything in the right area. Omicron. 
Not today, Satan. Also, go Niners. Yeah. Uh, number two, his pass-only defense is a dumb idea due to you have to be able to watch the run and the pass. Yeah. I'm sure Mike Tomlin was shitting his pants. Everybody in Pittsburgh was. Douglas says, I lost a friend over that game. Wow. His stupid percentage style, also dumb. He lost us two games by keeping going for it on fourth down on our side. Also, on this day, 40 years ago, the catch happened. Sorry, Arnie. Yeah, yeah, I heard that yesterday. And, oh, fuck, I, I hate that. Now, let's see, the catch. I, I'm going to talk about the catch at the end of this and, and why it's it's one of those things that will always live with me. Uh, let's see. Uh, Buenos dias, Ogre. How are you, my friend? Douglas, uh, I, I'm still your friend. Holy fuck balls, that was how you end the regular season. All long games were like that, yeah. I think I had Florona last week. Okay. My wife's a Steelers fan and was practically crying, thinking it was going to end in a tie. I was laughing, of course. Yes, I would hope so. The Raiders were like, nah, Chargers, y'all are division rivals. Fuck you. Yeah. So that sets up the playoffs. The playoffs are set up. This is the schedule of the playoffs that's happening next weekend. Uh, First games are going to be on Saturday. We got the Chiefs and the Steelers first, then the Bills and the Patriots. Uh, the Bills and Patriots going to be a good game, and so are the Bengals and the Raiders. I'm just telling you that. Lost a friend over the game? Maybe just you lost a man-child companion, but surely not an adult friend. Uh, Bengals Raiders, I think that is going to turn out to be one hell of a game. Uh, I will do my picks uh, this week with uh, Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy on Thursday, of course. Sunday's games, Buccaneers-Eagles. Buccaneers are going to win by 100. The Rams-Cardinals are the final game. Division matchup, that'll be interesting. And then that middle game, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Am I going to be coming in on Monday doing, How about them, Cowboys? Oh, into one of my most hated rivals. Dear Lord, do I hate the 49ers. Oh, oh, oh. And it's not because of y'all. There's a certain somebody who's a big Niners fan that I used to work with, and nothing makes me happier than when the Cowboys beat the fucking Niners. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't wait. Playoffs next week, that's fantastic shit right there. <laughs> the next Rona variant is going to be my Sharona. Chiefs are going to kill the Steelers. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a close game, but I hope it is. Uh, you're going to hate them more on Monday, buddy. I don't think so. I don't think Jimmy Carapolo can handle the Dallas defense. And remember, it's in Dallas. We play pretty damn good at home. I mean, we did hang up 50 this week on a playoff team. Just saying. Uh, But, yeah, look, this rivalry is is one of those great rivalries in sports that you'll love to see it. It's a rivalry because there were great dynasties back in the day when the NFL was allowed to have dynasties. Uh, let's see. Juan Jennings will catch, repeat, uh, 
I would bet you on the game that if the Cowboys win, you'll hang a banner on Bay Bridge with ArnieRadio.com. But, man, if I lose, I bet I can just back out of it. Love you, Dave Coe. And, Arnie, did the Cowboys coach see that story on the Catholic girls basketball team and say blowout, you say? Make them cry, you say? Hold my beer. <laughs> uh, they did lose to the Ra- That is true. They did. It'll be another home game for San Francisco as usual, like L.A. Can the Cowboys beat anybody outside that crappy division? We will see. Good luck. Yeah, we will see. Uh, the catch. Since today is the anniversary of the worst moment of my sports life, let me give you the the, the way it was going that weekend at Arnie's house. I'll, I'll never forget the catch. I'll never forget everything leading up to the catch. Day before the game, my dad drank gasoline. Oh, no, I'm not kidding. Day before that game, my dad drank gasoline. And my mom thought he was trying to kill himself. He wasn't. He was an alcoholic. He's, you know, he died. No. Um, he was an alcoholic, and he got the ethanol and the menthol, all that shit combined. And so I'll never forget, I was playing down the street with my friend Todd, and all of a sudden, fucking ambulance is rolling up to the house. I'm like, oh, shit. I was obviously 10 at the time. Dad got taken to the nut house. Had to stay there a week. That's when he quit drinking. So I, I look at this weekend as one of those great weekends. Um, and I remember watching the game. And, you know, usually Dad and I would watch the games together. Dad wasn't there to watch the game. And I'll never, ever forget yelling at D.D. Lewis, number 50 on the play. If you, if you watch that play unfold, you see Montana rolling out to the right. And there's D.D. Lewis who just fucking stops. Stops his attack on him. Let's Joe throw. And then there's Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone. Scumbag. And Everson Walls, one of the best defensive backs the Cowboys ever had, is just standing there watching it happen. Didn't jump. Didn't try to do anything, and he caught the ball, and he beat the Danny White-led Dallas Cowboys, and it made me sick. It made me sick because Joe Montana led a similar comeback like that in college at the first college game I ever went to, a cotton bowl that was about four degrees outside, betwixt Notre Dame and the beloved University of Texas. Texas wins that game. They won the national championship. Joe Montana brings them back to win. So I fucking hate Joe Montana. Respect him. He's still the GOAT, but he's a fucking dick. So that's how I remember the catch. God, it makes me sick. The highlight I can never watch again in my life is the Kirk Gibson home run versus Eckersley. Won't ever watch it again. I can imagine a uh, sprint right option for you, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. See, they, they, there's a big difference between those two. When that game, was, when the catch was happening, I, I believe it was Madden and, and uh, Summerall who were doing the play. And Madden and Summerall were never homers. That's what I liked about them. They were never homers on a national broadcast game. Vin Scully doing the World Series 
Well, look who it is. Vin Scully, legendary Dodgers broadcaster his entire life. Why is he doing the World Series for the national coverage? Oh, I hated that. I hated that. It's an awesome highlight to watch when you see all the brake lights go off and everybody's like, oh, fuck, we left. If you ever meet a Dodger fan that says they were at that game, they're a liar. I'm just telling you that right now. I truly feel bad for you. I also feel like jumping up and down cheering like when I was an eight-year-old. Oh, I get Hey, man. Like I said, it was one of the greatest moments in sports. I mean, you got to put the catch up there, the, the most replayed fucking sports video of all time. You got to put the catch up there with the Gibson home run, with the miracle on ice. Those are the greatest sports moments. I mean, I we could do... Could we do a Mount Rushmore of the greatest sports moments? I mean, or did I just name three of them? Huh. Uh, Your the catch hatred is like me with that fucking Robert Ory hitting the three-pointer in game four. Ah, That's a good call. I was at that game. Shit, that's what sucked about it. Let me work on that. Let, let, let me work on the, the greatest sports moments because I, I think they all pale in comparison to those three. So, all right, we got the football out of the way. That's good. That's good. We'll talk national title next segment. We got Bob Saget out of the way. Okay. Can we talk about just something that's really funny? Uh, how does Carrie Strug get to be on your list? <laughs> Ooh, Jordan hitting the fatal. Okay, you know what? Then Friday we'll do that. I will work on it. Hold on, let me write these down. Uh, Mount Rushmore. Kerry Strug breaking an ankle. That's not bad. Uh, Let's see. Sports moment. Catch. Makes me sick. I hope that one isn't voted in. Um, Miracle... On ice, which they did not win the gold medal in that game. Uh, what did I say the other one was? Catch, Miracle, oh, Gibson home run. Uh, run. What, what's that girl's name? Carrie Strug. Strug, broken ankle. Ankle. Jordan. Shot. Versus Jazz. Uh, Ori shot. She's still, yeah, I, I know. Uh, oh, there's always a Mount Rushmore of greatest sports injuries. Drug, Theismann, et cetera. Cowboys girl says, uh, more, good morning, I'm here. How about them Cowboys? Not bad. I mean, in relation to taking a personal day, the hurt ankle is motherfucking Teresa. Jesus Christ, not bad. Uh, oh, Dale Earnhardt dying. It's not a great sports moment, but it's one that you always remember. Uh, can we add the uh, broad that showed off the skills, balled and lost the gold? <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, Holly Holmes. Holly Holmes. All right, I'll work on this. I will work on this this week. We will have that on Friday. 
before the playoffs start. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. Did anybody get to see the funniest story of the entire weekend? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, fresh off her little vacation with her little boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Ooh, arise. That's a good one. Tyson biting the ear. Good call. So good old Alexandria Ocasio coronavirus. What? What? AOC. Remember? (laughs) AOC was down in Florida last week. Not wearing a mask on vacation with her little boyfriend. And she's talking about how all Republicans want to have sex with her and all this kind of stuff. She not only has the regular shot, she's got the booster shot. She's been all shotted up. And guess who fucking caught COVID this weekend? That's right. If you guessed it was her, you would be... Correct mundo. Oh, I think it's so great. I think it's so funny. Do as I say, not as I do. But hey, you'll get coronavirus too. I think it's hysterical that she tested positive. She's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Here she was in in a drag queen show. She was at a drag queen show. Ain't nobody there wearing masks. That was the worst video ever. Sitting there with her goofy boyfriend and his Birkenstocks. What kind of man wears Birkenstocks? You're going to wear sandals. Just wear sandals for Christ's sake. Obviously, COVID wants to have sex with her. I think it's great. I I think this is so funny that this happened to her. I I, I mean, I look. I it's not funny when somebody gets sick, but it's funny when somebody like her gets sick. Like I said, she's going to be fine. Nothing's going to happen. She's not going to die. But at least she got it. Oh my God. I, I swear to God, I am so done with coronavirus. I don't want to talk. I've got only got a few stories about it today just because it is so, 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 so dumb. So, so dumb. Especially with what they're saying. The thing that's, that the most sad part about it is, is that now the truth is starting to come out. The truth about how People, I know this is going to shock everyone. They have been lying about the numbers. New York's governor, Kathy Hochul, released data Friday that shows people were not going to the hospital necessarily because they had coronavirus. They were going for other reasons, and they found out they had coronavirus. So, of course, the hospital says, oh, you test positive for Rona. Well, that's what you're here for. 
Five bucks says she uses this to push the vax more like the insurrection. She'll make it sound as if she almost died. Bet. Oh, of course. Oh, she's going to say how horrible it was. She, she totally. I would, I would almost go as far to say is that she doesn't have it, but she wants to say that she has it so she can do this shit. The new numbers that the New York governor has let out include data showing how many hospitalized individuals who tested positive but and were uh, admitted for COVID compared to how many were admitted who just so happened to have COVID. Like the truth is coming out right now and it's going to come out so fast that I hope everybody's paying attention. Due to the fact that this gal right here, the director of the CDC, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, who has come out and told the, the world now that Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor claim that there have been more than 100,000 children in serious condition. Are you ready for the number? Because that is... The director of the CDC, working hand-in-hand with hospitals all over this country, compared to a liberal judge on the Supreme Court, says that there have been fewer than 3,500 Children in hospitals due to the horrible and deadly coronavirus. Wow. Wow. It's bad when the head of the CDC comes out and looks a lot smarter than Supreme Court Justice. I used to really respect the Supreme Court, and I still respect it, but not near as much as I ha- I did before because now they really, really are trying to live up to the party that put them in power. The Supreme Court used to not use any Republican-Democrat lines. Everybody claimed that they did. I mean, if you look at the recent people that have put up, they have not voted in every Republican thing. And, you know, I I appreciate that. But when a a sitting Supreme Court justice comes out and says, oh, there's been hundreds of thousands of children who have been hospitalized due to COVID in order to, I don't know, get booster shots up for kids or get the vaccine in kids' arms or mandating vaccines. I don't know what her plan was. But when the CDC comes out and goes, actually, it was less than 3,500. That's a huge discrepancy. I I, I mean, yes, yes. And even, even our beloved, our beloved vice president even made a huge mistake. Um, we're looking at over 220 million Americans who just in the last several months died. 220 million Americans died.
we're not a bunch of scaredy cats here in America. We're following the story. We're paying attention. Let, let me just tell you this right now. How different the world would look right now if 220 million Americans had died in the recent few weeks or the last few months, like Kamala the Indian Giant would say. First of all, everything would be shut down. I'm telling you, if two-thirds of our population died out of nowhere... We wouldn't be, I wouldn't be bitching about wearing masks. I wouldn't even leave the fucking house. People are just dropping dead. Two out of every three people die. I'd have a big problem with that. The three super liberal judges were just embarrassing Friday. The stuff they were spewing was ridiculous. They, they're just, they're, they're idiots. And they should be fighting over who released this tape. Now, I, I don't know if anybody's seen this or heard this, but I guess Joe Biden was caught on TV. Oh, man, th- this is bad. I didn't realize that Joe Biden was part of the whole Dateline thing. I'm pretty excited. Are you excited? I'm looking forward to this, man. What do you want to do? Show me something. Come here, man. So I hate to be the bearer of bad oh. news. Oh, God. Man. What's your plan here? Look, this is not... But that they, you knew she was thirteen. No, I didn't. Well, I've got the transcript right here. Uh, <laughs> so this is funny. You know, I I get all this information about. Instead of taking responsibility, he tries to blame it all on the decoy. I was prepared for them to come after me, but I wasn't prepared for the person coming at me the way she came out. She knew Bo. She knows me. I don't. Anyway, it I, sounds like what you're trying to see is if you could score with a 13-year-old girl. It's not about that. But you Dear did bring God. some things with you tonight. Well, <laughs> so you brought condoms. That's a different issue. It doesn't seem so tonight. Look, every child out there, every child out there is capable. There's something i got to tell you. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Come on, man. Oh, man. Wow. Whoever would have thought that? Good God, Chris Hansen busted Joe Biden back in the day. Man, oh man. I'm surprised they didn't use that on the campaign trail. Lisa says there's plenty of scaredy cats. People gobble this shit. You're right. Oh, you're absolutely right. Oh, uh, Alicia, let me just say this right now. When Kamala came out and said... Um, We're looking at over 220 million Americans who just in the last several months died. I'm just going to tell you right now. Do you know how many people fucking quoted her on that? These blind people... These... I'll call them blind liberals, and there are blind Republicans out there as, as well. These blind liberals that follow her are walking around chanting, 220 million Americans have died. Triple T says this is solid gold. Was Joe bringing pizza in a six-pack like every other pervy pedo? Oh, please play that again. Okay, one more time. Joe Biden on Dateline. I'm pretty excited. Are you excited? I'm looking forward to this, man. What do you want to do? Show me something. Come here, man. So I hate to be the bearer of bad oh, news. Oh, man. What's your plan here? Look, this is not... But that... They, you knew she was 13. No, I didn't. Well, I've got the transcript right here. Well, <laughs> so this is funny. You know, I... I I get all this information about... Instead of taking responsibility, he tries to blame it all on the decoy. I was prepared for them to come after me, but I wasn't prepared for 
the person coming at me the way she came at me. She knew Bo, she knows me. I don't, anyway. It I, sounds like what you're trying to see is if you could score with a 13-year-old girl. It's not about that. But you did bring some things with you tonight. Well. <laughs> so you brought condoms. That's a different Whoa. issue. Doesn't seem so tonight. Look, every child out there, every child out there is capable. There's something I gotta tell you. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Come on, man. You know Hunter was out in the car keeping it running. You just know it. Yeah, even Thanos was like, whoa, calm down, you greedy bitch. Yeah, <laughs> don't snap your fingers, honey. Um, You know, with this whole COVID thing going on and people losing their minds and all this kind of good stuff, this is what you need to take from the whole coronavirus lockdowns. California students suffered academically during the 2021 year Pretty much worse than any other state out there, especially in math. According to a new report, the results stem from a student performance assessment conducted during the 2021 school year when most public students were partaking in remote learning. Majority of California public schools returned in-person or hybrid learning in the spring of 2021. Uh, let's see, uh, our road ahead is clear, they say. We must continue to focus our energy and resources on supporting our students, blah, blah, blah. Minority students far, fared far worse academically, with more than 60% of black and Latino students not meeting English standards and about 80% of minority students not meeting math expectations. Overall, 49% of all students in all grade levels between 3 and 11 met or exceeded expectations in English language arts. More than 21% of students exceeded ELA standards, and nearly 28% met standards, while about 23 almost met standards, and 28 did not meet standards. 41% of all students in all grades did not meet math standards. Something needs to be done. That is completely unacceptable. By the way, I I don't want to be this guy. You know how much I hate this, but... Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Take kids out of school, make them learn on computers at home. They're not going to pay attention. They're at home. This is a sad story. and, And honestly, I hate watching the news when they go to schools... And I see a picture right here of kids that are sitting at a desk together. A five-year-old in his pre-kindergarten class who's got a mask on, who's protected by these bullshit plexiglass dividers. Man, oh, man. You want to go back to, let's go back to what Alicia said. There's plenty of scaredy cats. Oh, I I, I think that the majority of our country is scaredy cats. I I would hate it. If Arnie Jr. was at school and they had plexiglass plexiglass up everywhere, like this is some sort of prison, you know, visitation. You know, those hot teachers are doing conjugal visits in the teacher's lounge. This is just really pathetic. This is what I hate. 
This isn't America. I don't know if I've really, really described it enough to you the way it makes me feel. Plexiglass does give you a new and exciting place to put gum and boogers. Oh, very, very true, Ogre. See, this is what makes America America. Our Americans. We shake hands. We high-five each other. We give each other hugs. We talk to each other. We tell each other secrets. We get in close. We don't stay at home. We like to go out to eat. We don't save our money. We live the life that we're given. And for the last two years, two years, we've been told about this virus that is going to kill you, that is going to, to, to just ruin your life. Some people it has. Others, they get sick and they, they bounce back. With no problem. And just as the numbers start to go down, lo and behold, whack dumb, uh, there's a new variant. Remember, it started with uh, the Delta variant. It actually started before that. There was one. There was another one right after Delta that didn't take off. And then we got the almighty sick transporter or, or transformer Omicron. Omicron. <laughs> now, scientists in the island nation of Cyprus have identified a new Deltacron. Come on, man. You can't just put them together. Well, that's given you're almost at top levels there. Well, it's another strain. It's attaching to Omicron. Let's call it Deltacron. I'm not making this up. This is not made up. This is not me being an asshole and making shit up. Leonidas uh, Kostrikis, a professor of biological sciences at the University of Cyprus, said the strain has a similar genetic structure to Omicron, with the genomes of Delta. So now we have Deltacron. That one sounds way more menacing. Um, I mean, if you got Omicron. <laughs> that's like the, the, the bumblebee. That's like the yellow Camaro in the Transformers. And then Deltacron. Deltacron, he's going to bring this shit. The doctor goes on to say, we'll see in the future if this strain is more pathological or more contagious or if it will prevail. But you're not rooting for it. I don't want it to prevail. Ever think we'd living through the prequel of science fiction movies about civilizations that had to live through a plague and global upheaval? No, but we sure are. 
Man, oh man, Deltacron. <laughs> I love it. I love that these fucking people. You know, and the best part is, is that these these people that are doing all this are really, really smart people that studied a lot growing up. They probably listened to their parents. So all this lying that they're doing, they're so bad at it because they're not used to doing it. Because they're used to being good kids. Unless you're Mr. Fauci. Mr. Fauci, I would imagine, has lied to his parents a lot. He probably keeps them refrigerated at his house. Mother, father, I was on television again today. Ah. Oh, mother, you are looking very, very ripe in there. Uh, Lisa says, there was an article I read over the weekend that was talking about Omicron having about 46 different mutations in its RNA sequencing. So with it being basically contracted and spreading fast, but with mild symptoms, it's the perfect vaccine to help get past the va- pandemic. It is. And that, that that's the whole point of this, is we need to get past this and get back to being America. Take your masks off and go to work. Take the masks off and go. Get Omicron. Get Omicron, for Christ's sake. You're not going to boost her out of virus. We used to listen to science. Science is telling us don't fuck with this anymore. Let it run its course. If you get sick, you get sick. It ain't that bad. But we're not listening to them anymore. No, no, get the shot. Get the shot. Get the shot. I got the shot. I am not boosted up. I'm due. The, the pharmacy keeps leaving me messages. Hey, you're, it's time for your booster shot. I haven't gotten a booster shot. But see, what was the end game here? What was the exit strategy for this? Does anybody know? I don't know. I mean, it seems like this was just, if it plays out to what it was, I think, and this is just me, once again, this horrible virus that's released upon us, I think it was something that was weaponized. It was used against the American people, and it was used mainly against Donald Trump. That's my opinion. You can call me any name you want. You can call me a, a conspiracy theorist, any of that. But how in the world, how in the world, outside of this virus, was Joe Biden or any Democrat going to win the election last year? I'm sorry, two years ago. I apologize. They weren't. We all knew it. We all knew it two years ago right now. In January, we were laughing. We were all sitting around waiting for the Democrats to gather up all 58 people that were going to run for president, and we were going to see who it was going to be. Kamala the Indian Giant was on there. She was one of the first people to leave, yet she's the vice president of the United States of America. Hmm. 
people have to start saying no and giving pushback on this shit. There's a bunch of us that started that movement to make it easier for everyone else to jump on board to stop the overreach. Now people just have to do it. Oh, totally. Aldo says, I caught COVID alpha. <laughs> They're all given code names now. In January 2021, uh, it should have killed me or at least made me real sick. I've been overweight my whole adult life. I recovered in early February. I got vaccinated in May, just got uh, and overcame Omicron. Don't know how I dodged Delta, but that's the life. I'm also considering getting a booster just to have it. I'll be fine regardless, but wanted to share my COVID journey thus far. Now, Aldo, let me ask, did you get the shot because you're overweight? Why did you get the shot? I will tell everybody. I got the shot, A, because I saw the writing on the wall for the passports. And I like to travel and I like to go out. I don't want to be cooped up. And I'm overweight. That's why I got it. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Hey, the underlying conditions with this were real. I'm not going to take it, it. Look, people that were sick, people did die with this. I'm not going to come out and say zero deaths are associated with COVID. Not at all. That would be stupid. But it's at nowhere near the level they want you to believe it is. And I agree with you, Alicia. People do need to start pushing back. You know what? I This is what else I want. I want people to start pushing back on Karens. I don't want you to just videotape Karen anymore. I'm tired of seeing them. The, the, these Karens and the male Karens, whether if they're Ken or whatever they fucking call them. I'm so tired of this. Mind your own fucking business. When did, be, when did America become so, so nosy? I know that we've been a nosy place. But every day I see a new Karen video. She's yelling at someone or she's doing something even though she's not a part of it. Those all came around the beginning of this whole COVID thing, this whole Karen movement. Uh, Over a half million uh, lives could have been saved had early uh, interventions been allowed. Very true. Can we just go back to the 50s when if a woman was in your face yelling and acting crazy, you got to smack her and she came to her senses? Aldous says, I got the J&J because it was one and done. Me too. Uh, Plus, I wanted to be able to go places, and the research I did at the time indicated that the antibodies from the infection started wearing off three months after I was in the clear. I'm sure my body type was taken into account as well. Just uh, might not have the top list. That's fine. Look. And I support you getting the shot. I support people who don't get the shot as well. Uriah said, I've been sick with something, whether it's the Rona or flu, since December 27th. It sucked ass, but I'm hopefully on the mend. Urgent care gave me steroids, but that's about it. I'm not 100% yet, but I'm getting there slowly. Still wasn't worth the shot to me. Good for you. 
and you're getting better. See, you're back on that. And by the way, if you went to urgent care and they didn't say that you had the coronavirus, then you don't have coronavirus. The last time I saw a number on things, it was uh, hospitals were getting paid about 30% more for coronavirus cases. 30% more, and they don't have to do anything except, oh, yeah, you're, you've got this. I'm liking that we're starting to get some truth come out here and there about the coronavirus. I do believe this is our generation's or this time's JFK. Because I do believe that this was an intent to get the sitting president out of office. And it was genius in how it was drawn up, except for the end. Yes, I, I feel that. Too. I, I, mean, I should have said that. Uh, but Alicia says, hope you feel better sooner, Riley. Me too. I didn't let them waste a test on me since they were almost out and had a room of people who wanted to test. Okay. I, this has gotten to be so far out of hand with the Delta variant now. Of course, the Omicron, Omicron version of it. it, it it's gotten, it, it's just stupid. Thanks, Alicia. I would like my appetite back because I can't eat for the life of me, LOL. It got a really, really bad guy in office. And I think the coronavirus is going to be something that we as Americans pay for for a very, very, very long time. I really wish that we could go back in time and have the people that are in the know, the powerful people, come out and say it's not that big a deal. Move on. My smell came back. It was going for a bit. Uh, Don't forget about flu-rona. Yes, the combination of the flu and coronavirus together, making an incredible tag-team combination. Speaking of an incredible tag team combination, we may be having a guest on the show tomorrow. Oh, the first appearance of 2022 by the one and only Tommy. Tommy Cron. Tommy Cron. Could be in the house tomorrow. I'm very, very excited about having him on the show. Talked to him over the weekend. Fucking hey, I found out something over the weekend. I actually I found this out a couple weeks ago and it blew my mind. So I live in Rockwall. We live we don't live out in the sticks, but you know, we live out compared. We live fifteen miles from Dallas. So we want to go to a nice big mall or something. You gotta you gotta drive through Garland, drive through to get to Dallas to get there. No big deal. Uh, let's see. Tommy called. We we're talking. And that's how I got him on the show. But but we were passing this area. I had no idea that my hometown of Garland it, it borders on Garland and Dallas. Garland, Texas, now has. Uh, I got to get this right. Music ready. We have a spearmint rhino. 
All right. Trixie to the main stage. Deborah, Deborah, you're up next. All right, Garland, fighting. House for gentlemen, the Spearman Rhino. Couldn't believe it. We're driving. Brad Kid and I are talking. All of a sudden, I lose every train of thought I have when I see the word Spearmint Rhino on a building. And I'm actually going to ask him about that tomorrow because I was like, Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! Because Spearmint Rhino, look, you got funny. This is pretty good. It was the year the Robert Ory shot. Uh, a guy who I worked with was also the locker room, the, the visitor's locker room attendant at Arco Arena. He was a promotion guy at the radio station. I had tickets. We, we went to L.A. because uh, a friend of mine gave me his uh, box tickets at Staples Center, back when it was Staples Center. Now it's Crypto Place. And we watched the, the, the game where the Kings blew the Lakers out. Went to that game, and after that game, you know, my friend called a, few, a couple people on the team, and we got, we got passes to go on the Staples floor after the game. Jack Nicholson was about 20 feet away from me when he walked by. I didn't even get to say anything to him. Head coach of the Lakers, good old Phil. Phil walked by us. He's a big, fat dude. He's huge. He's like nine feet tall, Phil Jackson. Saw Diane Cannon. You see all the regulars that you see, right? And uh, we, we, he knew, and I kind of knew. I met him a couple times, Scott Pollard. He came out, and he was talking to us. Bibby came out and was talking to, to my buddy. And uh, we invited Pollard to go to the Spearmint Rhino with us. He's like, man, I can't go in there. You can't catch me in there. We're like, okay. Because we heard Spearmint Rhino was close to the stadium. Hey, you know, got to go. So uh, we left. We got in the rental car, and we started driving. Well, when you leave the, the, the parking area at, at Staples, you either go right or left, and you're on Olympic Boulevard or Olympia. We should have taken a left, but we took a right. It's literally, literally, it's like three blocks from Staples. I turn right. And this is before Surrey and all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> Pollard would totally fit incognito at a strip club, right? He can't be more than 0611. Yeah, he, he didn't go. So I take a ride. I'm driving her in a car, and we're driving and driving and driving. I don't see it. <laughs> so Ryan calls. He goes, yeah, we're, we're just right outside. We're like, huh? As we're driving, I see the words Koreatown. I was like, man. So he calls the guy again. I said, y'all anywhere near Koreatown? He goes, yeah, we're about four miles away. 
said, fuck, I got to keep going another four miles? Not realizing it was four miles behind me. We get through Koreatown. The next, the next traffic light I see, this is no, this hand-to-God shit here. A couple of honkies from Northern California. The next, <laughs> next traffic light I see coming up, I I still laugh about this because it really is kind of funny. Um, the the light I see is Crenshaw Boulevard. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. That's right. Straight out of Compton. That's all I heard in my head. When I saw Crenshaw Boulevard, I said, oh, fuck. I said, we got to turn the fuck around. He goes, this is illegal to make a U-turn here. I said, I don't give a fuck. You eat that bitch and hit the gas. Ogre says, Koreatown? Shit, you might have seen Sammy Jackson with Chris Tucker in the trunk. Hashtag Jackie Brown. Special case says, I've done the same thing. I was driving around and ended up in Watts. Yeah, we, if I would have kept going, I'd turn that bitch around. And we finally did make it the Spearmint Rhino. And it was f- fantastic. But yes. <laughs> Alto, I did not go anywhere near. Oh, my lucky stars, a Negro. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. No, I, I I was I was a tad bit on the terrified side. Damn, damn, damn. I like simple places like No, I don't want that one. Yeah, that that was that was a that was a bad turn I made. So there you go. But yeah. We were talking about American stand up. We, we need to stand up. We need to take this on. We need to say enough is enough. We need to let our kids go to school. We need to be able to go to restaurants and sit next to people. We need to go to malls. We need to go to movies. Movies need to stop. I, and I'm telling you right now, I don't know when Top Gun, Colin Maverick's coming out in December or whatever. Uh, we've already heard that John Wick has been moved back like a year and a half. John Wick 4. You're going to see other movies move back as well. You roll up on some brother and be like, where are the white women at? No, it was more of that vacation line. Hey, Holmes. How do I get to the freeway? Man, fuck your mama. Roll them up. Hashtag vacation. May 22nd. What, what's May 22nd? What am I missing about May 22nd? Is that when we're going to, oh, May, oh, that's when, oh, that's when Top Gun, Colin Maverick was coming out. I'm going to say right now, due to the Omicron, it's going to get pushed back again. I don't understand why. Here's the thing I don't get. 
Has anybody seen the box office numbers? Is that 2023 now? Triple T? Uh, and John Wick was supposed to come out May 27th. I know it's not. The latest weekend numbers. This is amazing to me. People are still going to the movies in droves. Spider-Man No Way Home has been out for I don't know how long now. Since December 17th. And this weekend it made $33 million in theaters. $30 million is considered big. It's considered a hit at $30 million if you make a movie. This movie has made, where are we at now? To date. Over $600 million in America alone. It has been number one at the box office since it came out. Yet movies are saying, no, we're going to push back. We're gonna we're we're gonna push back. I I, I don't want you to push back. I, I I'm tired of the pushback. I don't know about you, but uh, I think America is tired of the pushback. Okay, there it is. Uh, May twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. I have Top Gun supposed to be released May twenty seventh. John Wick is not on the box office mojo one. We'll see. I, I mean, look, it, it's not it's not there yet, so hopefully we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think where we should go here from this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and play music here, and then I'm going to come back with these stories that I've highlighted because they have nothing to do with coronavirus, so it would be weird to do that. Uh, so, yeah, we'll come back to all this stuff coming up next here at ArnieRadio.com. 775-357-FANS, ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. <laughs>
Look in the mirror and despise the sight of everything All I've become Level up my medicated Some might find intimidating That's all right, it don't bother me Talking about movies, we're talking about Omicron and all that kind of bull. I'm sorry, Omicron. 
and all that bullshit. Then we got talking about movies, delays and things like that. Ogre asked a question. Um, forget all that. What about the biopic about Hulk Hogan, brother? I haven't heard dick about that. Nothing. But I do have a list of the movies that are supposed to be coming out in 2022. Because Triple D just said, well, shit, John Wick is, dela- is delayed until 2023. Yeah, it is. But these are the movies. And I don't have release dates on them yet of all these. But these are the movies they're saying people are going to want to see this year. When I was looking up the Hulk Hogan biopic, did you know that they were rebooting one of the most classic action films of all time? That movie's name is Eraser. So I, I, I like to think of Eraser as Arnold Schwarzenegger's finest non-robot playing movie. He played a, uh, a U.S. Marshal that was in charge of hiding witnesses and witness relocation and all that kind of stuff. He jumped out of an airplane without a parachute. He, he shot a crocodile and said, your luggage. And truly one of the greatest action films of all time. And it's being rebooted. Here's the kicker. It will not be starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. What about True True Lies is a good film. Don't I look look. We could sit here and have a debate all day long about what is Arnold Schwarzenegger's greatest action movie. I I love that. I love True Lies. I thought True Lies was fantastic. I'm not talking shit about it. My favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie up until Eraser came out was Commando. The Hulk Hogan movie will be about as truthful as Hulk Hogan himself. I like, like I, I'm holding out judgment on that, and you're absolutely right, B. Coop, because fucking Hulk Hogan has told some fucking whoppers in his day. I hope, I hope it's close to it. I heard Chris Kimsworth is going to kill it as him. We'll see. But Eraser Reborn will undergo some changes. Taking over the Australian Oak, or Austrian Oak is British actor and star of small screen projects. Shadow at Dominic Sherwood? Come on. No. Man, come on. That's weak, dude. That is weak shit. Don't don't remake Eraser. Don't reboot it. Nobody wants that. Speaking of shit. That is coming out this year that I look, I don't know about y'all. Well well here's the question I have for y'all. What do you think of the Batman? I don't have a release date on it. I'm sorry, like like let's see. Let's see, grab my phone. Let's see. Uh go to Fandango. I ain't gonna be able to get it here. Never mind. Um, we'll just go with it. Um The new Batman movie, The Batman, stars Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. 
I, I just don't know. I know that Colin Farrell is playing, what, the Penguin? The Riddler's in this one, and Catwoman's in it. It looks very brooding and dark. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I'll probably go see it. I'm not holding any hope for this because I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it right now. I like my Batman to be kind of campy. I do. I, I love the Adam West Batman. Michael Keaton was about as dark as I wanted it to get. And then it just got darker and darker and darker and darker until Christian Bale. And now Robert Pattinson. I I just... I will see it opening weekend. I, I will see it right when it comes out, and I'll have a review. So, old Christopher, I got to say, I'm not that excited about it. But we'll see. Next one that comes out, I hope this is not a reboot. It's called The Commando. Oh, it already came out January 7th in theaters and on demand. Michael J. White, who's a bad man. That is a karate man right there. Starts in a thriller as a DE agent who returns home after a failed mission. His family discovers a stash of cash worth $3 million in the house, and they find themselves threatened by money-hungry criminals. Okay. Not that excited. Next movie they list is C for Me. Uh, In the home invasion thriller, a blind former skier. (laughs) That's got to suck. Oh, that's already come out. Okay, there's a 355 that also came out, which Christopher said wasn't worth the shit. Oh, Alyssa Milano has a movie coming out called The Brazen. Uh, as a, She stars as a mystery writer and a crime expert who returns to her family home in Washington and gets involved in a case where her estranged sister, a webcam performer, is killed. <laughs> That sounds terrible. If any of y'all have kids, then get ready because (sighs) another version of Hotel Transylvania is coming out. Transformia. I know that the the monsters take some serum and they turn into regular people, and in regular people drink it, they turn into monsters. Now, I can see a Commando reboot with Tiffany Haddish rescuing her trans son from some honky ex-dictator of some borscht-built country. (laughs) That movie sounded terrible the moment you said Alyssa Milano. Yeah, that's true. Uh, The next Scream movie is coming out January 14th, so I guess this weekend. Did it come out this weekend? Oh, it's coming out this coming week. Okay. Uh, a new murderer wearing the ghost face mask. Oh, God damn. They're going to reboot this. Hangtown Jen says, did anyone see the new Ghostbusters? I just saw it advertised. I want to see that. Uh, it already came out. It came and went. It did not do well. Another movie coming out called Shattered. Uh, John Makovic stars as an oddball motel manager in an action thriller about a millionaire who falls for a woman he meets by chance. Blah, 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 blah. 
And fuck you, Alyssa Milano. I'm still working through my issues. Uh, Ogre says, Janet was fantastic. Okay, I thought it was totally worth the sequel in respect of the first two movies. All right, cool. Nobody wants to see this one called Who We Are, A Chronicle of Racism in America. That's enough. Munich, The Edge of War, comes out January 21st. Won't be seeing that. Jeremy Irons plays Neville Chamberlain. Ooh, another film nobody's going to see is Tiger Rising, starring Queen Laquifa, playing a wise and mysterious maid in the family adventure. This one's going to get released straight to video. It's called War Hunt. Set during World War II, the period film stars Mickey Rourke, who sends his best soldiers into Germany's Black Forest on a rescue mission that puts them against Nazis and a supernatural force. Because <laughs> that's, that's what the Nazis, that's what they were missing, was a supernatural force to beat the Allies. Even Bubba's rolling his eyes right now. Oh, how about this one in January called Clean? It stars Adam Brody. In the dramatic thriller as a garbage man named Clean, trying to find redemption for a violent past. But in doing so, runs afoul of local crime boss. When you said Queen Latifah, all I could picture was a balloon you blow up and let loose in a room and it just flies around making fart sounds. Mm. Uh, let's see. Uh, something coming to Netflix on January team. It, oh. oh. This is a movie where fucking Kevin James plays Sean Payton, the head coach of the Saints. No thanks. Uh, now I'm just going to look for shit that, that looks interesting here. Um, alone with you, no. Ah, finally, Jackass Forever comes out February the 4th. We all know what the Jackass movies are about. There's a movie that you gals are going to enjoy. It's called Last Looks. Stars Mel Gibson and Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy page. Hunnam's an ex-LAPD cop who's coaxed out of retirement to handle a case for Mel Gibson. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Moonfall. Halle Berry's in a space movie. Don't need that. The Wolf and the Lion. Family Adventure. I won't see it. Catch Fair One. Marry Me. Owen Wilson and fucking J-Lo. Yeah, because that's realistic. Come on, find me something good. John Cusack's got a movie. That liberal piece of shit. They're remaking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre again. It's going to be on Netflix. Come on, give me something good here. Give me something I want to talk about. There's the Batman, March 4th. I'm only in March. God damn, these are some bad-looking, terrible movies. 
Okay, keep scrolling. Nope, that don't look no good. Ambulance? Nope. Uh-huh. Now, th th here's a movie that I want to see. Uh, Moonfall looks like the stupidest piece of crap of all time, like made up by Homer Simpson, stupid. Fantastic Beast and April Arnie, okay. Uh, you had me at Charlie Hunnam. I knew I would. Yeah, I was looking at that Mickey Rourke movie trailer. It looks like a serious piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, Jackass comes out after Johnny Knoxville enters the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think that those two coincide. There's a movie coming out in March or April, April 22nd, and I'm going to go see this. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It's a comedy in an action movie starring Nicolas Cage playing himself, who accepts a million dollars to attend a fan's birthday party. I've seen like some some of the trailers of this. I love I love Nick Cage. Nick Cage is a great actor, and he's just an even better fucking person to just watch. But I, I will go see the unbearable weight of massive talent. Oh, look at that. Hangtown Jen, you're damn right about that. Fuck movies. Can we just bask in the fact that Billions comes out on January 23rd? I'm excited. The last season, it'll be the final season of uh, Billions. It comes out next Sunday. This Friday night on Showtime, though, is the return of Ray Donovan, where everything's going to get wrapped up. I can't wait. Uh, this is the perk of waiting until people are four seasons deep into a good series like Yellowstone. Blake and I have plenty of time to be preoccupied. Yes. Will that Nick Cage movie end with the birthday kid getting hit by a logging truck? <laughs> it's like an evil dictator. Like this evil dictator wants to meet Nick Cage and party with him. I would love to party with Nick Cage. If I still drank and did drugs, fuck, I'd, Nick Cage would be the guy I'd go to. Uh, the next in the Marvel Universe will be May 6th and Doctor Strange. I'm not a big Doctor Strange guy. I, I, I just am not. I, I'm sorry. I, I just never got into it. There it is. May 27th, Top Gun, colon, Maverick. If it stays on pace. Look, look. There's no way I can't see this movie. I don't want to now because he's pissed me off for the last two years. But I'll probably still end up going to see Top Gun, Colin Maverick. May 27th. Can't wait. A uh, new Jurassic Park movie comes out in June, allegedly. Jurassic World Dominion. I, I know I know these are popular movies. I, I, I know. I know that I, I know that the Jurassic are popular movies. But can't we just say it enough? Chris Pratt, yeah, he's gonna be in it. He's a tough guy, super awesome. Taking on dinosaurs. Ah, I'm just kinda done with it. it. It's played out. It comes out look. It's going to make a gazillion dollars. It's going to be huge. It's a dinosaur movie. Christopher, you're on that one by yourself. Aldo says, I binge Yellowstone as much as I could over my COVID break. 
I made season three. The second season finale took a lot out of me emotionally. Yellowstone is a fantastic show. Wait till you get to the season finale for three. Holy shit, if you thought two was bad. Uh, The Black Phone. Ethan Hawke plays the Grabber, a sadistic mass killer who keeps kidnapped kids in his soundproof basement in Colorado. That comes out June 24th. Oh, another Minions movie for everybody who has kids. There you go. Enjoy that. The System prison movie? No. Ah, Clerks 3. Have they stopped, they've stopped giving dates. Clerks 3 is coming out. Uh, Randall and Dante now own the store. And they hired the people from the fucking the movie place, Rosario Dawson and Brian, uh, Trevor Fairman. All right, I, I will go see that. Operation Mincemeat on Netflix, based on the real-life story of the World War II spy drama, stars Colin Firth. Oh, there you go. Those are all the movies I have, so. Uh-huh. Let's see. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion, dinosaurs help Biden steal the election. <laughs> if it's Jurassic World, they should just take it up to Capitol Hill and have it be Nancy Pelosi walking around with Joe Biden. I saw a fucking fantastic meme the other day. It was uh it was it was Nancy Pelosi and her she was like walking and, and it was windy outside, her hair's blowing, she looks a mess and says, This is what happens when the vodka, the oxycodone, and the stool softener kick in at the same time. Uh also we're in season one, super good. Clerks three, fuck yeah. I look Clark's two bothered me because I, I, I thought they I, I I think they went for too many low hanging fruit in that movie, like the donkey sex and all that kind of stuff. The the diatribe that, that, that Randall goes on with the Lord of the Rings is still one of the fucking best two minutes in movies I've seen in a long time. But I will see Clark's three because I love Kevin Smith's movies. So there you go. Those are all the movies that you could see this year. Or at least some of them. By the way, I haven't told you my jokes yet today. Jokes were, uh, uh, one was from B. Coop. Was, Where do terrorists go when they die? Everywhere. And what do you call a lesbian dinosaur? A lick a lot of puss. Yeah, yeah, those are easy. So there you go. Uh, let's keep on the old uh, celebrity beat, shall we? <laughs> I want to see Clerks 3 in hopes Rosario Dawson dances again, going boing, boing, boing. I do believe she will be dancing probably in it. I know that she's in it. Uh, Alec Baldwin. There's all kinds of stories going on about Alec Baldwin right now. You know, the murderer. I'm sorry, but it's true. Um, The stories are is that the New Mexico police had had served a – you know, papers to get his cell phone. And from what I understand, he was not giving it up. Now, he's come out recently and said, oh, I'm working hand-in-hand with police. But 
it says in this story that his cell phone has become the focus of a joint effort from police in both New Mexico and New York. Suffolk County Sheriff's Department in New York confirmed that a request from the Santa Fe's Sheriff's Department had been received. Baldwin's lawyers were also involved in the effort to retrieve the cell phone. Now, he's saying that he's working with him. What does he have in his cell phone? Uh, look, look, I, I don't know enough about this, but what does he have in his cell phone? Did did? Because I, look, as much as I dislike Alec Baldwin, and I dislike him immensely, um, What's he going to have in his cell phone that's going to sway anybody? Ha ha, I shot the bitch. I, I don't think that that's going to be a text that he probably sent. Speaking of Kevin Smith movies, for Christmas I bought my mom Buddy <laughs> Buddy Christ from Dogma. She was so fucking thrilled with him. It was awesome to see how excited she was. Buddy Christ is fantastic. Maybe he did a selfie with a corpse. I'm not sure. Baldwin said, no, 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 no. I would never go to New Mexico. My plane ticket was in my hand, but I'd never go. Oh, good old Alec. Alec, we never get tired of making fun of you. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. No, but you snapped the hammer back, wouldn't you? She was probably Googling jail time for manslaughter. Well, he's come out and said, oh, no, I'm, I'm working with the, the, the people. I, I'm working with police. We'll see. We'll see, Mr. Alec Baldwin. We will see. By the way, the national title game is tonight in Indianapolis. Uh, we, we have a representative at the game. The Warbird is in Indianapolis and will be attending tonight's festivities of the University of Georgia versus University of Alabama for this year's national title. He will not be a conscientious observer. He will be rooting for one team and one team only. And they want you to roll laundry detergent down the street, so there you go. There was a new documentary on TV last night. I recorded it. It may show his approval for use of live rounds on the set. Oh, wow. That'd be interesting. Uh, it was on uh, A&E last night. It's a new, uh, it's, I don't know how many parts it's, it's going to be. Two parts were on last night about BTK killer Dennis Rader. Well, was the show on Netflix called Mind Hunters, where they showed the the beginnings of the BAU, the Behavior Anal, uh, Analyst Unit at Quantico at the FBI? Uh, mm, 8 p.m. kickoff, such a late night. Oh, it will be. Uh, but Dennis Rader uh, appeared as an ordinary family man from Wichita, Kansas, but he wasn't. No, he was the BTK killer, the bound torture, and kill, killer. He's 76 years old. Back in 2005, 
He pled guilty to killing 10 people between 1974 and 1991. Oh, this is a two-night event. Here we go. Let's see what this has to say. So, so your fantasy life was more important to you than your real life, it sounds like. Well, I guess in a degree it was. The fantasy world was always right there, you know, not very far away. I could switch gears and move into one and move out of the other very quickly. There's a great value in understanding Dennis Rader and his motivations, the things that made him do what he did. If we have more people who are skilled at recognizing those aspects of a person that might lead them in a path of some criminal behavior, whether it be a serial killer or, or whatever, if they can intervene, I mean, think of the lives that they'll save. I would love it that you could just get some of this stuff off your chest. Oh yeah, let, let's let him get to, this is one thing he wanted to get off his chest. He thinks of himself as a monster and a good person that did some bad things. Eh, I'm a pretty good person. Really? R really? You think you're a good person. See, that right there shows how whacked out of your own fucking gourd you are. What did he kill? Like 50, 100 people? 70 people? <laughs> Maybe the narration can, op can open with the autumn wind. Oh, that's hashtag NFL films there. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bad guy. I'm a monster. Yeah, you want to call me a monster? Yeah, but you know what? I'm a good person. No, you're not. You're a serial killer. The last thing I would ever call a serial killer is a nice person. Or a good person. Want to share my latest piece that I added to Whitey's original last week, Ed? Oh, wow. Whitey did a great job on that tattoo, and then there's this other one, too. Wow, that's awesome. Good for you, bud. Um, he's just misunderstood. Yeah, you know, when he wears fucking nylons and puts on some kind of weird fucking crazy mask and then murders people in their own home. Yeah, I would say not a good person. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Dennis Rader challenges the idea we have about serial killers. He was a family man. He was a churchgoer, even a president of his church con congregation. He had a full-time job. He was part of the community. Yeah, yeah, he, he shows that serial killers can be anybody, and they're monsters. By the way, none of that really impresses me. You think about it, Ted Bundy was going to be probably running for governor of, of Washington State at one point in his life. John Wayne Gacy had a respectable job, and on the side he entertained kids as a, a clown, which is creepy as shit. Not everybody is, like, wait, when you look at serial killers, Richard Ramirez, Richard, he, he's kind of like the odd one out because they all seem to kind of blend in. Except Richard Ramirez. He was just freaky as shit. And by the way, we went out for pizza the other night. I got to tell you all this story. I got to tell you this shit. If y'all ever seen the damn movie Joe Dirt, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. 
So so we go to there's like there's like two two or three round table pizzas now in Dallas. So we went to round table the other night and we went to the only location we ever been to over by SMU. We we're going in there. It was New Year's Eve and they were closing at eight, which I thought was weird. But we got there in time. And the thing helping us, oh man. Transition gone wrong. This guy looked, I mean, he looked like the fat version of Richard Ramirez trying to be a female. Most frightening thing I'd ever seen in my life. I was being polite to him. I was like, please don't come to our house and kill us later. Please, Miss Ramirez. Yeah, but all the serial, I mean, you go down the list of serial killers, they're all going to be more and more like Dennis Rader. They all have the neighbors. We didn't suspect a thing. They didn't transition gender. They trans, no shit. I mean, that thing, boy, that thing the other night was rough. Rough. Raider was humiliated by his mother. Of course they all are. <laughs> Wouldn't all trans serial killers be Stephen King's It? How great would that have been if that's what It was? You know, that could never be released today if that was the way the story was. Wait a second. So he he was humiliated by his mother, kind of like Norman Bates in Psycho. All right, so there you go. There's that. So if you want to catch it, check it out. It's on A&E. I can't believe this person's still in the news. Heidi Fleiss. Do you remember Heidi Fleiss, the Hollywood madam? Oh, God damn, there's a picture of her. You get, they got to have a warning sign up before they show a damn picture of Heidi Fleiss. Woo! God damn. Man, oh, man. She must have, she, she bought a convertible and drove through the ugly forest with the top down. Every goddamn branch is hitting her in the damn face. Her daddy was the head lumberjack in the ugly forest. Woof! She's got an eyebrow that goes, it's like, she's got like almost a, 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 a half a square eyebrow. Infamous Hollywood madam Heidi Fleiss has vowed to leave her home in Nevada after someone shot one of her parrots. Yeah, now that was the thing. Like, like the only reason why I knew that she had parrots is because she was on one of Dr. Drew's shows. Oh, by the way, by the way, did everybody get to see Naked Britney this weekend on Instagram? Hot damn. Hot damn. She was all the way naked. She put these little hearts over her nipples and her vagina. I mean, and then the next day she came out in a thong. The thong thong. The thong thong. Thong thong. Hmm. Damn, Brittany. Damn, girl. Um, but yes, uh, so Heidi Fleiss. 
when you Google her, it says partner 2009 through 18, Dennis Hoff. I did not know that. Yeah, she she knew Dennis and the guy who ran the Moonlight Bunny Ranch down in uh, in uh, near Carson City. Not in Carson City, but near Carson City. Everybody er, originally remembers her as the Hollywood madam. She had all the hookers with all the big celebrities and stuff. Well, then she, she got hooked on dope. She was on Celebrity Rehab with, uh, I want to say Michael Madsen. Was it Michael Madsen? I think it was Michael Madsen. Yeah. The guy who's not in Kill Bill. Or no, 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 no. Michael Madsen was in Kill Bill. Tom, the guy who looks just like Mike Madsen. Tom Sizemore. Her and Tom Sizemore had like this very volatile relationship. And they both used like meth and all kinds of shit. Well, they were on that show together. And that's where we find out that Holly or Heidi was like rescuing parrots and living in Pahrump, Nevada. I'm sorry, not not parrots. I apologize. Macaws. Macaw. Macaw. The other day she was out and she claimed someone injured one of her macaws with a shot from a pellet gun. She's offering $5,000 reward for information helping arrest the culprit. This story's going to get a lot funnier here in a second, too. So she lives about an hour outside of Vegas, has for the last... 15 or so years. The bird named Chewy is five years old. Uh, she kept the pellet a vet removed from her bird's legs as evidence. Quote, everyone knows they're my birds and they really enjoy them. When he came home in the late afternoon, she fell and that's when I noticed there was something wrong with her leg. And now Heidi has vowed revenge on the person. Says, quote, I want to castrate them. I want them to get the death penalty for shooting my little Chewy, who was just flying around doing nothing. And they shoot her. I want them to have the death penalty because everyone in this subdivision knows her and they love her. So now she's leaving Nevada going to Missouri where she bought a 50-acre forest for herself and her feathered friends. My birds will be out of here by the end of February. I think the best moments of my life have been here with my birds, watching them fly and explore, seeing them have freedom from years of sitting in cages. Let's just, uh, I mean, come on, Heidi, Heidi. Where's my damn cuckoo clock? Do I not have the cuckoos anymore? Let's see. Where the hell is it? That's not it. That's not it. I guess I don't have the... Unless it's somewhere in here. No, I got to put it in. Does Alec Baldwin live in the subdivision? <laughs> now that's funny. That's funny. I don't care who you are. That shit right there is funny. 
There we go. There you go. She caca for Cocoa Puffs. She's she left unsupervised. Sounds like that bird needed an escort. It was that bitch, Carol Baskins. I keep pet birds. I would be fucking pissed too. Would you want them to have the death penalty or or threaten castration on them? See, Christopher, I can buy it from you. You're 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 a you're a a rough and tumble kind of guy. When I hear Heidi Flies talking shit, I kind of laugh. But that's just me. By the way, I gotta say uh, thanks to Brett for sending this story. Oh, people want Khloe Kardashian canceled, and they want her canceled over what was said on an old episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians that somehow has become resurfaced. My baby is black. Hashtag, I only like black. That's what I would say. All I get called is a lover all day long. Who the cares? Woo! Woo! Boy, oh boy. Do you know what people are upset at? Hold on a second here. Let me play that again for you. My baby is black. Hashtag, I only like black. That's what I would say. All I get called is a lover all day long. Who the cares? My baby. She doesn't want to be called a blank lover all day long. And she does not hold back. She throws that word out there like she uses it all the time. Look, 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 look. Do, do you think that the Kardashians, I think the Kardashians have a pass. I mean, they're almost part sisters. Chloe only likes big black cock. That's all she likes. <laughs> no, OJ's never going to be fucking coming out as her father. Know my lucky stars lover? Yes. Yeah, yeah, she said that, and it was way too easy for her to say. And by the way, the reaction around the table, I've seen the clip. The reaction around the table is like, eh, it's just Chloe saying that word that we all use here all the time. It's pretty damn, that, that is, I, she sells the shit out of it. And that family fucked up black think that they have a pass. I know, right? But people are upset at her for it, so now we have this sound effect. My baby is black. Hashtag, I only like black. That's what I would say. I'm going to have to cut it. Where I, only, I only like black cock. I mean, Kim and Courtney are now dating white men. That's true. That is very, very true. Very, very white men. One guy's got a whole bunch of damn tattoos. He's tall and lanky, super talented, and the other is Pete Davidson. Travis Barker versus Pete Davidson. I think Courtney got the the better end of that deal. Not by much, though. Why are they even still a thing? Why are the Kardashians still around? 
what have they truly, besides tons and tons of STDs, what have they provided society? Douglas says, peace out, going snowboarding. Enjoy your day, my friend. And a story that has me gobsmacked here now. This is truly amazing to me. We on this show have been following the uh, the lowlights, if you will, of University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas. Who's been destroying records left and right. Oh, Brett, you just missed it. I just thank you for your, your Khloe Kardashian story. See, I even played it for you. Here you go, Brett. My baby is black. Hashtag, I only like black. That's what I would say. All I get called is a lover all day long. Who the cares? Hang down, Jen says flabbergasted. She went for the shock and awe factor, and I don't care how much black dick you run through. As a white woman, it does not earn you the right to use the hard R, no matter how good a dick sucker you are. Not okay. Ogre says, every time I hear Leah Thomas at all, I think Marty McFly's mom. Uh, So Leah Thomas, who won two more races at a meet, loses a 100-yard freestyle to another transgender swimmer from Yale. Thomas won the 200 and the 500-yard freestyle and finished fifth in the 100-yard freestyle during the school's tri-meet with Yale and Dartmouth. She finished a full two seconds ahead of her opponents in the 200. She missed on setting an NC record, thank God, and finished the event in 139 in 2015. Uh, That's what the record was. Thomas wasn't as dominant as she was in the Zippy International in Akron last month. They're known as the Akron Zips. And now a new swimmer has emerged. Izzy Henning. And by the way, Izzy Henning, I think, has a bigger dick than this guy. The dude is pretty much jacked. He's a big-ass dude. Look up the name Izzy, I-Z-Z-I, Henning, H-E-N-I-G. Hennig. Hennig. That's tough. Hennig. Come on. What are they doing in in, in, in the Ivy League? Now two schools have transgendered swimmers swimming for them? Come on. Look, I am not going to go and personally watch any women's sports because I don't find them to be as good as men's sports, and that's me personally. But there are a lot of people that do. There are a lot of people that want to see women compete against women. Now we have other schools doing this, and I don't think it's just a ruse. I think they're doing it to, I, I don't. I don't even know. 
I thought the other one was pre-transition from female to male. Oh, I don't think so. Let me let me look it up here. Let's see. Uh, let let let's Google Izzy Heenig. First thing that comes up. Yale swimmer Isaac Hennig, a.k.a. Izzy Hennig, age before surgery, pictures, and video. Male transgender swimmer Isaac Hezig came out to teammates last year and did not take testosterone. I see a picture of this. I mean, come on. It's a dude. By the way, he was a male swimmer last year. Stop this. I this, Look, I'm tired. I know I sound like I'm nothing but a, a bucket of hate right now. I'm not. I'm just, I'm tired of this shit. This is, this is why we are not the greatest country in the, more, in the world anymore. Because we have lost the ability to say the word no. That's all it is. We've lost the ability because we're scared people will call us names. I'm not scared. If this young fellow wants to become a gal and, 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 or whatever, more power to you, but you can't swim on the girls' team. You just can't. Which means a woman beat a man. Yep. Uh, wait, the first name is Izzy, like is he? Sounds like some kind of code name. What I find baffling are the people that still think this is okay to name in the name of feminism. Men are crossing over and taking over if this is allowed. How in the hell is that good for women? Brett says, why can't people just accept who they are genetically and enjoy life? Well, here's the thing. Here's, yeah, I'm not going to go that far. If you truly believe that you were born a female, okay, if you truly believe that, then you know what? Good for you. You should go ahead and live your life then as a female. But you can't participate. If you're born a male and you wait 18 years, you can no longer participate in lady sports. I'm sorry, you just can't. The end, it's over. You have 18 years of testosterone treatments in you already. And that is natural testosterone, the best kind. No, you're not, you're not allowed. Because, see, what you're participating against is a bunch of women who uh, are not supposed to have any testosterone treatments. I don't know, like, like I just want to come out and go, you know, we're physically different, right? We're, we're completely different. Not saying you can't do it. Not saying that you, 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 women can't participate in sports. Of course they can. It's a billion-dollar industry. Even though the WNBA takes away from that billions. But it's a billion-dollar industry. And look, and I want gals to go out there and compete. I, want, I think sports is that important for everybody, not just boys, but for girls as well. And now what we're doing is we're saying, well, 
And, and, and you know what? Here's the thing. Maybe, just maybe, somebody will use this to their advantage. Because maybe these two are real. Penn's Leah Thomas and Izzy fucking Hine. Maybe they are real. And they really do want to tra- transition into a female. I say, no, no problem. More power to you. But you cannot compete on a girls' team against other girls. You just can't. Why? Because you're too physically dominant. I'm sorry. You have a gigantic advantage. And by the way, if Izzy was on the men's team and wasn't that good and then decided to join the women's team, isn't that kind of a a slap in the face to the gals? I think it is. I think it's a giant slap in the face of every girl who legitimately made the team. So uh, get ready because I think this is the proverbial drop in the bucket. I think it's going to come out a lot more. I saw somewhere today, and I have a real problem with this, and you can hate me now for the rest of your life. Jen, I hope you're listening. Do you realize that your baseball team, your New York Yankees, have hired a woman to be a manager in the minor leagues? That's right, a single-A ball club. She's going to become the manager. Not a hitting coach. Not strength and conditioning, which was her background. No, no, no. They're hiring a woman to be a coach of a minor league Yankees organization. My problem with that is that don't you have to have played at least a little bit of baseball? And baseball and softball are a world apart. To become a manager in the big leagues? I mean, look, look, there, there are all these female coaches now around the NFL. And I just sit there and I just kind of shrug it going, what do they know? What, what do they know? <laughs> 100% awesome, I say. I mean, hell, she's going to follow the facial hair rules, no problem. I just, I don't know. Come on. Like like gals, you know, coaching men in sports that they don't play. Like basketball, I, I remember when the Spurs hired their female assistant coach and she sat on the bench. I could sit there and go, you know what? Gals will probably get basketball because it's the same game. Baseball and softball are different games. I think they listen to her, give her respect as a coach, then why not let her coach? Uh, why not see where it goes? Well, I, I'll tell you where it's going to go. It's going to go right in the toilet. She's not going to win. You have to have some insight, have some strategy. A baseball game is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It takes nine innings to play that shit. I just, I I don't understand it. I don't understand. 
And by the way, by the way, if it's so popular, then why don't we have women's baseball? I, I'll ask the question, why isn't there women's baseball out there? If it's becoming so popular that we have to hire women now, what about female football? Y'all want to watch female football? That was more of a rhetorical question than anything. I don't think you wanted to answer that. What's the worst that can happen? We don't win a title for 10 more years? Wait, that already's there. Fucking average sucks. Well, what if you don't win another title for another 10 years? And then 10 after that. I'm not saying this broad's going to cost them. But in the... Look, look, here, here's the thing. Here's, in, in the broad scope of things, baseball is not a woman's sport. Just not. It, it, it isn't. As much as you want to go, well, what about League of Their Own? Yeah, it was fantastic. And that movie explains why those gals were used. It was used to keep up morale during the World War. Sorry, but not sorry. You see the first female to pitch in a game overseas. She's 17. No, but if she's overseas, that means she ain't that good. She pitched a no-hitter in the sixth. It wasn't a major league game because it was overseas. We don't have major leagues overseas. Come here. And I like how they try to equate the two. You know, they'll show pictures of Jenny Finch, hottest female to ever play softball, and how she can strike guys out and stuff. Well, remember, she she's underhand pitching. It's fast-pitch softball. She's 10 feet closer to the plate. And it's hard to pick up the release point on those hands. I finally saw a video of a girl who was a, a collegiate softball player who's a pitcher who's there on scholarship, so she's going to be kind of good. She tried to throw overhand. And in the eight pitches she threw, two of them were high and tight. The other ones were all hit out of the ballpark. Uh, Genevieve Beacon, it was in Australia, the same league that, that what? Team wins the championship, and the lady coach says, so now we're going to act like we didn't lose 20 games this year. All right. Guess who has finally released a statement? He hasn't talked forever. And that's our, our, our old buddy Jared from Subway. I wouldn't say many come from Australia. There's a few that have been from Australia. Um, Jared Fogle spoke out for the first time since being sent to prison. In a handwritten letter, he admits he's, quote, really royally screwed up and was selfish and entitled. Jared, you are such a... Why would Jared want to come out and people talk about, wow, he's lost a lot of weight in prison? 
the fuck me in the ass diet is what he's going to be the spokesman for next. During some point, by the way, he is incarcerated for what he's done to small children. Given a prison sentence of 15 years and eight months. Came out uh, and said all that. One point in his incarceration, he filed a $57 million lawsuit against prosecutors and judges who sent him to prison. He's also incredibly uh, incredibly filed another lawsuit against the parents of one of the victims. Prior to that, Fogel tried to get released from prison by ridiculously claiming to be a sovereign citizen. He writes, I all I, about all the people I've let down every single day, especially my family. My 11-year-old son and 9-year-old daughter. Oh, I think about them every night. <laughs> Next thing you know, Jared's going to be like a Kardashian. My baby is black. Hashtag, I only like black. That's what I would say. All I get called is a lover all day long. No, you, you, no, 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 yeah, no, you don't want that at all. He spends time watching football on the weekends, and he says that makes the weekends fly by. Quote, I really miss the small things like walking barefoot on carpet. That's got to be code, man. That's got to be code. Sleeping on a nice, comfy mattress, eating with real silverware, having access to a microwave. All I can do is learn from my mistakes to be a better man when I get released in a few years. We're all under the agreement that he's in protective custody, right? The earliest that Jared can get out is March 24th, 2029. I'm just going to tell you right now, he ain't getting out that first time. No, he ain't going to get out. Maybe he can meet up with Juicy Smollett and they can get more Subway sandwiches. (laughs) Wow, what a weirdo, man. Fucking Jared, kid toucher, gross ass. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Get ready. We need to get the sound effects ready. <clears throat> Model Brooke Nader says someone put Apple Air Tags in her coat to stalk her. What? These new tags that Apple's released that you can place in on your keychain in case you lose your keys? What, people are using those as tracking devices? Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Right? Somebody put one in her coat pocket and used it to stalk her while she was out in New York City. Nope. Oh. God damn it. Where was she? New York City? New York City! Yep. Mm-hmm. 
She goes on to say, I was at a bar in Tribeca. I was at the bar, and I was waiting on someone alone. Had my coat on the chair behind me. It was crowded. And then I went to meet some girlfriends at a bar nearby. Didn't get any notifications, nothing like that. Said she started to walk home around 11.30, and once I noticed I was already on my walk home, I got the notification that was like, someone's tracking you and has been for a while. Told you these air fucking tracker things were no good. See, this is what happens, is, is that you release something that's really cool and good and maybe can save you, but then the bad people get it and they use it against you. And that's exactly what's happened with this person. Learn from your mistakes, LOL. Or how about we all agree that we just don't watch kitty porn? That should have been a known mistake. Yeah. Even I know that one. Come on. It turns out it was an air tag, which is a tiny little white circular thing that Apple makes, and it's used for horrible, horrible things, Nader said. After I researched it, people have been using it in people's cars to stalk them, human trafficking, all kinds of stuff. Who would have ever saw that coming? Oh, that's right. I do believe we had a discussion about those things on a show that I host. Saw a video on Facebook of this dude who stuck a bunch of Apple tags on his stuff to prove someone was stealing his property. It all worked out, and he got his truckload of stuff back from one of his neighbors. I had no idea these tags existed before then. Yeah, they, they came out late last year, or, well, middle of last year sometime, and they were supposed to be a big thing for Christmas. Parents put them in their kids' backpacks, things like that. I mean, what's the security like at the Apple store when you go to buy those? Yeah, I'd like to buy some of these uh, tracking devices, please. I'd like to get, like, I don't know, 40 of them or so. Really, what are you going to be using that for? Uh, for making sure I don't lose my stuff, man. That's why. Do these Apple trackers come with, like, a warning label? Warning, to be used only by a person that buys this to actually track things that are important to them. Not to be used for stalking. Some stalker gets to that point and goes, oh, I can't use this? Shit. I have one on Arnie just in case he wanders off. Shit. Mine is locked in one position. Keep an eye out for Jimmy Joe's smoking colored dog. Fucking A. I will never live that down, will I? There you go. So if you're going to buy, you know, these Apple Pods or these Apple things, just know that you're just a stalker. Let's see. Get a rope. Yep. Arizona CEO's uh, answer to great resignation. 
that's a new term that's out now, the great resignation. Because, like, last month, four and a half million people quit their jobs. So this Arizona CEO is offering a $5,000 bonus for new hires to quit just two weeks into their jobs as part of a unique approach to staff retention as a great res- as the great resignation sweeps the American workforce. Fuck that shit. I'm going to do everything I can to get fired. That way, I, look, fuck that shit. I, I want more than a $5,000 bonus. I want unemployment for the next three years. Oh, you're going to fuck me. Uh-uh, I ain't going to do anything that's going to make me want to quit. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I might poop on the bo- boss's desk. This guy's name is Chris Ronzio, the CEO of an Arizona-based uh, software company. Says, with today's market, hiring teams have to move quickly to assess candidates and get them through the process to be a competitive offer. So it's important to be right 100% of the time, which you can't be. Uh, Ronzio recently told Business Insider the offer to quit allows the dust to settle from the speedy process and lets new team members throw a red flag if they're feeling anything but excited. I'm telling you right now, I would do everything to push the boss's button to get fired. That way I'd get unemployment. And be like, hey, man, look, I'll take the five grand too, but I need the unemployment as well. And by the way, all this bullshit with today's market and hiring things, look. The world is a very different place than after World War II. Yes, I'll give you that. Computer systems, all that kind of shit. Look, younger people are going to know how to work that stuff. But the problem is, is that nobody should address this as women being hired or whatever. We need to get people back to work. That's all there is to it. Not for two weeks. And by the way, after two weeks, does that person get to quit the job then? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and keep that and I'm going to spend it so I can't give it back to you. He explains his approach in a recent report from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Stats. Showed that four and a half million American workers quit their jobs in November. His strategy of paying people to quit seems to fly in the face of other companies who are offering higher wages, hiring bonuses, or educational opportunities. His approach holds the hiring team accountable because there's a cost added to selecting the wrong candidates and aims to develop a stronger work culture by giving employees the power to fire the company. You know, here's where I'm rubbing my temples. It's stories like this. These are the reasons that make me shit blood. It was never a problem before. So why is it a problem now?
the, the idea of people not working and getting money from the government month in, month out with no end in sight, that should piss you off. It pisses me off. You want to know why it pisses me off? I'll tell you why it pisses me off. Because I... Do your fucking job. That's what I do. How about if you offer to work for this guy, you simply do... Do your fucking job. That's all you have to do. Now, is that 100% true? No, it's not. You could be... Do your fucking job. To the best of your abilities, and you're blowing people away. And you can still get fired. But this guy's going to pay you to quit? Fuck, I need to go there. Why does why I got to wait two weeks, man? How about we just do it today? Hey, Dick Cheese, I quit. Peace. Where's my $5,000? So dumb. How about this? How about we stop start trying to socially engineer society? Because that's what I believe is going on. And everything that we see and everything that we hear... We are now so hard trying to socially build a society. Do you know what makes America so fantastic? I'm going to tell you. We are probably the most diverse country in the world. And before you roll your eyes at me, you know I'm right. People from all over the world come to America. The melting pot, if you will. And that's what we're here for. It's just... Come on, man. It's getting to the point where it's just... It, just so dumb we're, we're, we're hiring people so they'll quit how about you just go to work you do your job do your eight hours they ask you to stay overtime you can then stay overtime but the only way you're going to build up any kind of i don't know work history or anything like that is stop being such a victim stop being such a pussy I saw some video this weekend of some fucking ugly, fat, lesbian-looking chick, and she's standing in front of this neighborhood in, like, Queens. Some guy's trying to videotape her and talk to her, and she just starts screaming. Yeah, that's going to be a good parent, just to let you know. And before you guys say, well, Arnie, that's what you do. Well, that's why I would not become a parent. And if I did, I'd be a terrible one. I'm tired of seeing these stories. I don't know about you. Come on. You can work here, and then you quit, and we'll give you a $5,000 bonus. Well, how much if I stay? 
strongly think the bigger companies like Amazon need to go union and avoid all these problems. Look, I'm not a big fan of unions. I'm not saying that they don't work. I I just and and I know that in some in, in some categories, a union is better received. That's what I think. But to just unionize workers out of the nilly-willy, you know, it's a costly adventure. Sometimes the union doesn't back you up. Hashtag Kroger. I, I, I think it's a slippery slope. Braddy Kid just said it. Fuck my union. They don't protect me. We have to be union and fire. Now, now, see, look, here, here's the difference. I think unions are good at some places. Police, firefighters, yes. Because you just can't hire any Tom, Dick, or Harry to come into your fire station. Teachers, here's another one. Teachers unions. I understand why the teachers have a union. When you have... Let's say 60 teachers at a school. And they're all about the same. What's the big deal? With having a union. Because if all the teachers are the same... You can get one that works a little bit harder and works a little bit harder, but you're going to give her a loan? You can't. See, this is why I am opposed to some unions and not others, because as a police officer, you can't just walk up to the sergeant's desk and go, yeah, I'm ready to become a detective. Doesn't work that way, Hoss. The union is only really good for me keeping getting fired from telling the postmaster to fuck off. Love my union, protects and improves my wages, benefits, and conditions of employment. Union is a group of employees. If you don't like who's running your union, get new leaders to represent you. Good for you. The union does work. It, it works for some people. It, to me, it, it's like labor unions are kind of like VA hospitals. Like the VA hospital that was in Dallas for a long time, my dad had to go to. My dad would walk out crying. And then he moved to Reno. It's an amazing VA hospital. Uh, Hank Down Jen says, I think I uh, like my union. I think I like my union. I'm 100% clueless what it does for me, but I hear uh, it's good. 20 years self-employed. I have no clue what a real job without a union would be. I'm not telling anybody to jump and leave the union. It's just one of those things. And honestly, I'll tell you this right now. This is why you don't see a lot of radio broadcasters pining for the San Francisco job. And it is a very good job. San Francisco's third biggest market in the country. So a bunch of these DJs back in the 70s decided to go, hey, man, let's unionize radio. Because that's what radio wanted. 
radio wanted to be unionized. And you know where that got him? That got him to be put one of the lowest playing paying markets in America. San Francisco does not pay their radio talent what they're worth. And we're talking about the third biggest market in the country. We were offered the job in in San Francisco at one time when we were still doing mornings in in Sacramento. And we were syndicated to a bunch of places. They came asking for us. San Francisco and Atlanta both came asking for us. Two top ten markets. One was the top five. The top five market, and this is due to the unions that were set up there, was going to pay us less than what we made in Sacramento. We would have had to take a pay cut to move to San Francisco to do morning radio. I'm not even kidding about that. Very good analogy. Unions are like VA hospitals. On paper, they're good, but in practice, there are a lot, there are a ton of factors that determine how good they work. Yeah, I, I, I look at it that way, and, and I don't get mad at people in union. Look, they're doing what's best for them. I don't like it. See, the players' union in baseball, that, that's one of those unions, and even all sports unions. I get why they're there to keep an eye on the evil owners. Because all everybody who has money is evil. Let's all remember that. But when you do good in baseball, like like they, this is the way I look at unions, like police union. And this is why police union is a really, really good thing. In baseball, the union to me is like, when a guy goes up to bat and he's five for five with four home runs and it's a free agent year and he does this a few times, he's going to get paid more than anybody. And I would imagine his union is okay with that. Right? But a cop, if a cop goes out there and does his job and busts people on the street, he can't just go to a sergeant desk and go, hey, uh, uh, Sarge, I'm going to need a raise. No, it doesn't work that way. On the flip side, I was a firefighter in the Bay Area and one of the highest department departments in the state, thanks to our strong union. And like for those things, I understand them. I understand why they're in place. I get it. Don't like it, but I get it. Uh, all right, let's see. Do this last story here. I'll take a break. A couple beat an Oklahoma woman to death with a crowbar, then had sex in her bed while she took her final breaths in the other room. The victim was involved in a lesbian relationship with a female killer. Good Lord. Sarah McGuire was found dead in her Tulsa home Tuesday after being beaten to death with a crowbar by suspects Nicole Johnson or Nicholas Johnson and Brinley Dennison. They were arrested Wednesday at Waterburger in Arkansas after they were found sleeping in the dead woman's car. 
The couple allegedly admitted to McGuire's slaying with Johnson citing jealousy as his motive to kill. This is why you got to be so weary of joining all these websites, all these dating and swiping websites. You meet somebody, oh, I'd like to meet you. Oh, sure, come on over. I uh, broke my arm. You mind putting this boat in the back of my van? All right, you're kidnapped. I mean, pretty soon, all you're going to hear when you wake up, where is that song? I've got it somewhere here. Hold on, let me find it. Oh, I hope I still have it. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't have it anymore. I had, I damn it, to hell. No. I had the song that, that Buffalo Bob danced around in when he tucked his wiener in, in Silence of the Lambs. I have that song somewhere. Was the headline, Lesbian Beaten to Death by Johnson? Good Lord. Uh, The Mail says, uh, also accused Dennison of assisting in the planning of the death. Okay, so the guy's throwing the chick under the bus. That's a bad, that's a, that's a love triangle going completely wrong. Did I say friendly? Uh, Dennison was the second suspect friendly. Was the name of the person who bashed in a skull with a crowbar friendly? Goodbye horses, that was it, yes. Damn right, Ogre. Fuck, that's, God, this is why we have you, Ogre. I couldn't think of the name of the song. Dances to this in the Oval Office. I'm pretty excited. Are you excited? I'm looking forward to this, man. What do you want to do? Show me something. Come here, man. So I hate to be the bearer of bad oh, news. Come on, man. What's your plan here? Look, this is not. But that, they... You knew she was 13. No, I didn't. Well, I've got the transcript right here. Uh, <laughs> so this is funny. You know, I, I, I get all this information about... Instead of taking responsibility, he tries to blame it all on the decoy. I was prepared for him to come after me, but I wasn't prepared for the person coming at me the way she came at She knew Bo, she knows me. I don't... Well, anyway, It I... sounds like what you're trying to see is if you could score with a 13-year-old. It's not about that. But you did bring some things with you today. Well... <laughs> So you brought condoms. That's a different issue. Doesn't seem so tonight. Look, every child out there, every child out there is capable. There's something I got to tell you. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Come on, man. I promise you, the president has a big stick. I'm going to get in trouble with my my staff. Yeah, go ahead. But I pretend that you didn't answer you. How could I be the president of the United States of America? Corn Pop was a bad dude. 
<laughs> that one worked perfect. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Remember walking in in the Senate chamber uh, in the Senate gym, uh, like in a YMCA, the uh, the men walk around between the shower and the stalls with nothing on. I felt guilty. I was fully clothed. <laughs> Oh my God! Now every time, every time that I hear Joe Biden, I'm gonna hear that song. This comedy with Pedo Joe needs to go on the fan page YouTube too. Oh my God! Oh God Almighty, Joe! Uh, all right, we'll take a break here. Seven seven five three five seven fans is the number. Arnie Radio One at gmail.com. You can always hit me up on Mixler as well.
1057-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Let me just tell you, we got some doozies to end the show with today. Holy crap. Do we have some goofy stories. By the way, Tommy's going to be on tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Going to push Lister Mail back to Wednesday. That's okay. No big deal there. Got some great emails in already. Please, please, please send me if you have other emails that you want sent. <laughs> Aldo says, I'm definitely watching Clerks 1 and 2 after this morning's show. Thanks for putting up with me. Fucking a great movie. I, I love all Kevin Smith's movies. I mean, yeah, Clerks 1 and 2, Dogma, Mallrat. Mallrats is, I think, my favorite. Either Mallrats or Dogma. Kevin Smith just makes some great movies. Um, people who don't make good decisions like this Texas mother, though. A Houston mom whose 13-year-old kid tested positive for the horrible and dreaded COVID. There we go. All right, enough of that. Is now facing charges after the son, or the 13-year-old, I guess it's the son, I don't know. Uh, The 13-year-old was found in the trunk of the car at a drive-thru testing site. Now, uh, hopefully in the story it'll tell me why they went into her trunk. The story is about 42-year-old Sarah Beam, who's a teacher for the Cypress-Fairbanks Independent School District, has been charged now with felony endangering a child, according to court court documents. Uh, Child Protective Services were alerted that a child was in the trunk of a car at a drive-through COVID site this weekend. Law enforcement conducted a full investigation resulting in a warrant for the arrest. Why was the kid in there? Were were they trying to sneak that kid in? I mean, the event happened on January 3rd at Pridgen Stadium in northwest Harris County. The director of health services told police officers she was gathering information from vehicles in line when she confirmed with Beam that a child was in the trunk of her car. Now, is that a standard question that they ask in the COVID line? Is this a symptom? Uh, One of the symptoms of COVID is you'll stick your kids in the trunk. She was bringing them back to get tested. Oh, fuck, and she didn't want it? Oh, my God, how great is that? Oh, that's, oh, my God, I'm tingly all over. Beam allegedly told Gordon he had tested positive and said she put him in the trunk to prevent her from getting exposed while driving. <laughs> that is fantastic. Thanks, Mom. Oh, that is so great. Well, we're here to retest my son. See, this is how it goes. Oh, bless your heart. Thank you for having us back. Uh, yeah, we're here to test my son. Well, where, where is your son? Well, you see, my son, he tested positive for this uh, COVID thing that's going on. Uh, I don't have it, and I don't want it. Unlike some Jimmy Choo shoes I see over there, I want some of them. But uh, I don't want it, and I have not had it, so I put uh, Junior in the trunk. Freddie Kid says, I see nothing wrong with that. Oh, man. <laughs> and this lady's a teacher. 
This lady's a school teacher. Oh, man, that is fantastic. She had to have visited Florida recently because this is something that fluoritis would cause. Junior, you get in the back. No, 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 I mean the trunk because mama don't want to get no sickness. That is fucking hysterical. <laughs> oh, God damn. That's just too much, man. God almighty, imagine if that kid had AIDS or something. She'd be dragging him behind the car. Uh, reason number 587,104 of why I will not be visiting Mexico anytime soon. Due to the fact that Mexican authorities arrested two people after an SUV filled with 10 bodies was left outside the office of a Mexican state governor in a public square lit up with Christmas tree and holiday decorations. Boy, they know how to do it up there, down down there, don't they? Governor of the central state of Zacatius said in a video filmed at the plaza, the car contained bodies of people with apparent signs of beating and bruising. They came to leave them here in front of the palace. Boy, let me just tell you, that is fantastic. Adios, Ogre. Have a great day, my friend. Bit by bit, we'll recover our peace. No, you won't. You're allowing dead bodies to be dropped on your front door. Boy, that's just that's just luring the fucking tourists back to Mexico, isn't it? God damn. Ten bodies in one car? I mean, there are so many jokes there. There are so many. Even in death, they travel that way. I mean, come on. You can't write that shit and expect me not to tell that kind of joke. These last three stories, though, they are they are the truth. <laughs> Got to give it up to Braddy Kid for finding this one. Police officers in Pennsylvania. We're surprised Thursday night. This is why I can never be a cop, because shit like this would happen to me all the time. I wonder if they smelled like rotten burritos. They probably did. Um, Officers were surprised Thursday night when they found a live deer inside the trunk of a driver's car at a DUI stop. Now, see, this is where I I can't go along with them. Really, you're at a DUI checkpoint and you're surprised at something you find in somebody's trunk? The driver told officers with the Newberry Township she had hit the deer with her car and she and the passenger placed it in the trunk thinking it was dead. They later realized the deer was still alive but kept driving. Hey, you want to stop? I don't hear anything. I don't hear it either. 
The officer had the passenger, a 21-year-old man, release the deer from the car back into the wild. It's unclear if the deer suffered any injuries in the crash. Was the guy drunk? Yep, he was. He was. The 19-year-old man or woman was arrested on suspicion of being under the influence of drugs. Oh, it's captured on video. Where, where's the dash cam video? Oh, come on. You got to give me the dash cam video of that. That, that. that, come on. That's a huge fine. She paid dearly. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I mean, there's so many with you. Police opened the trunk and said, oh, dear. No, that's a doe. Doe, dear. Okay, we hit. Yeah, let's put it in the trunk. Okay, yeah, I'll put it in the the trunk. You drunk? Okay. Everybody knows you don't put deers in trunks. Come on. Got to tie that shit to the roof. Put it in the back seat like in Tommy Boy. That's what I want to see. I want to see a couple drunks on the side of the road picking up a deer. (laughs) Drunk people are great to watch the shit they come up with. And I know because I was one of them at one point. I did a lot of really, really stupid things when I was drunk. I admit it. I admit I was telling a story this weekend. Uh, There was a girl at my school named Becky. Who was ugly. I mean, ugly. She transferred out on my class because she was so ugly. And I vomited on her face. So bad. That's somebody I need to find and say, I'm sorry to now. I want to know how fucking burly these women are. Do you know how fucking dense and heavy a deer is? I've hit a few and they fuck up a car like hitting a wall. I can't imagine trying to pick them up, uh, pick up that carcass. Well, they had drunk, they had drunk muscles. Beer muscles were, in fact, and they were working. I just have the picture of the the deer like starting to jump out and they're starting to release. It wasn't that big of a deer. This was a little deer. This wasn't like a big buck. Mm-mm-mm. Buy it in the trunk. Don't just drive off and leave it. I'll put it in the trunk. We'll eat it later. <laughs> it's called roadkill. So we killed it on the road. Now, the next one, I do have video for you. I have video for you, and I will tell you it is definitely worth the watch. I'm going to read you the headline. New York Attorney General leases video showing a man burst into flames after he was tasered. That's right. This happened way back in October 30th. Jason Jones, who's 29, allegedly stormed into the office in, or the police station and kicked off an argument with officers in the lobby. I have watched the video a number of times, and yes, yes, he did do that. Indeed, he came in there, he was hammered, 
And for some reason, I don't know what the reason is, nor do I care. Okay, I don't care about this ad. years, Thrivent has helped clients with advice, investments, insurance, banking, and generosity, so they can live a life that's full as well as fulfilling. Come Let's on. go beyond the no. All right, enough, 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 enough. Let's go. Thrive with purpose. Okay, this is video two. Redacting. Okay, so the old boy has now left the police station. He's walked outside. Some deputies are outside with him. Looks like his jacket and shit's on the end table. And, by the way, yeah, his shirt is off. I don't know why bad people take their clothes off, but I guess it brings them closer to God. So here comes dude. He comes back in. Now he grabs a whole bottle of hand sanitizer, and he's squirting it all over himself. He's like ejaculating himself with it. Like he squirted it everywhere because I guess he's fixing to fight him and he wants to get all loosey-goosey and squirrely. Well, the officers ain't having that. Oh, one just shot him with a taser. Oh, oh, they're all backing up. Oh, my God, what's that? Oh, he's on fire. Holy Lord. Dear God in heaven, he is on fire. Whoa, daddy. Oh, he's caught on fire. I love that the cops ran away when he caught on fire. Oh, my God. Now his hair, every time he touches his hair. Now, finally, a cop comes out and starts patting him down. Cops, like, get straight on the ground. This dude is burned up. And he's still fighting. I'd be like, I'm going to tase your ass again, motherfucker. The taser video they need to dub over brings Bruce Springsteen's I'm on fire. Oh, I'm on fire. I mean, fuck. I mean, he's dancing around for another 20 minutes. He's got burns. The paramedics have showed up. His back is all red. His neck, his back. That is fucking awesome, though. The guy caught on fire. And none of the cops come back with a fire extinguisher. No, no, they didn't come back with anything. They're tired dealing with his drunk ass. And, like, his shirt's on a table. They could have padded it out, but they just fucking run for cover. These would be my definition of bad police. (laughs) Hang down, Jen says... I wonder if that's part of the police academy training. When tasing a person, if they burst into flames, let go of the trigger and yell, stop, drop, and roll. Yeah, and run your ass out of the fucking vicinity. I mean, these cops are gone. Like, watching the video, the video is actually really funny. It's, I mean, it's sad. Don't get me wrong. But when you see it, it's like, uh, let's see. Let's go back to when all this started. Okay. So we're at 27, 28, 30. All right, dude walks in at about 30 seconds in, 20 20 seconds in, 40 seconds in. Now, he's pouring hand sanitizer all over. 
right? And the cops are all backing up against him. One dude's got his taser pulled, and now he deploys it. They're going to try to get a hold of him, and poof, there he goes. And they all back up like, holy shit. This is this is a moment no, uh, 53 seconds into the video. They all back up, and you see this fucking flame coming at you. They're like, oh, God, oh, God, he's all on fire. Get in here. Get in here. Let us in. One guy ran outside. I ain't dealing with that shit. And the cop from outside sticks his head in. Everything okay? No, you're still on fire. Fuck you. (laughs) They look like a bunch of kids fucking around. You know, like when kids get a a bottle of Aquanet and they spray it with a fucking, with a lighter. And 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 it goes bad. And all the kids are just like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? There's basically cartoon dust from how fast the cops left the room. <laughs> oh, at least they didn't get him. In the face! In the face! No! Oh, yeah. His back was on fire. His face was on fire. Oh, my God. Now they're putting on the gloves. Oh. God almighty. That was so great. When I read the story, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, please. And then the next, like, an hour later, they released the video. I was like, fuck, yeah. That's awesome. Now, we don't have a a video of this last story. You thought the one parent was bad who put her kid in the trunk because the kid had COVID. Well, well. Of course, you leave it to the state of... Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. Yeah, and the problem's name is Angelina Maiton. She's 23 years old, and she's pregnant. Investigation started on December 27th when Miss Mayton brought a victim to the hospital with third-degree burns. When questioned about the burns, the woman claimed that she had left the child alone in a tub for a moment and that the girl must have turned the hot water on by accident. Oh, yeah, yeah, because in Florida they have the nuclear settings for heat. When the woman returned to the bathroom, the girl had pulled herself out of the water and was crying that the water was too hot. What was that important detail that I left out, that the guy was drunk? Um, on Wednesday, investigators said the doctor who had been treating the victim informed them that, in addition to the burn, oh, the guy died? No shit! I didn't know the guy died. Holy shit! See? If you comply, you will not die. Um, 
So the girl had pulled herself out. Wednesday, investigators said the doctor who had been treating the victim informed them that, in addition to the burns, the girl had a fractured wrist, which was two weeks old. The doctor said the girl also had bruises and scratches. And so police, they got, whatchamacallit, they got a warrant. Now, then the doctor said to the detectives the girl was burnt and it looked like it was intentionally, citing that the burns were in a unified pattern throughout her back, buttocks, and privates had been dipped into water, the doctor also noted. According to police, the doctor believed that the burns would not be as severe had the girl been hurt accidentally. The investigation continues. They questioned Miss Maiton's two sons. Both said that on the day the girl's injuries that she had defecated in the living room. So the girl took a poop in the living room. And she was being punished for it. Oh, my God. She punished her by pouring hot water on her genitals and back? Come on. Imagine if we had to do that with Bubba. Bubba would be a hairless dog. Oh. The girl's injuries are so severe they could cause lifelong disfigurement and that she could have to undergo numerous surgeries. Miss Mayton faces a charge of aggregated child abuse with serious bodily injury. She is bonded out of jail since her arrest. Oh, that's great. Let's, let's get her walking the streets again. It never said how old the girl was. That's terrible. Come on now. Y'all got to be better than that. Y'all got to be better than that. Uh, all right. Anything else? Do we? Is there anything else going on that I haven't talked about? Uh, let's see. Absolutely. Harris reporting complaints about racist, sexist media coverage. Good. Shut up. Shut up, Kamala. I mean, seriously. Just remember, the most important thing that we found today was this. I'm pretty excited. Are you excited? I'm looking forward to this, man. What do you want to do? Show me something. Come here, man. So I hate to be the bearer of bad oh, news. Come on, man. What's your plan here? Look, this is not... But that... They... You knew she was 13. No, I didn't. No, I've got the transcript right here. Uh, <laughs> so this is funny. You know, I... I I get all this information about... Instead of taking responsibility, he tries to blame it all on the decoy. I was prepared for them to come after me, but I wasn't prepared for the person coming at me the way she came out. She knew Bo, she knows me. I don't... Anyway, It I, sounds like what you're trying to see is if you could score with a 13-year-old girl. It's not about that. But you did bring some things with you tonight. Well... <laughs> so you brought condoms. That's a different issue. It doesn't seem so tonight. Look, every child out there, every child out there is capable... There's something I gotta tell you. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Come on, man. Come on, man. There you go. The gift that keeps giving is Joe Biden anytime he opens his fucking mouth. Oh. I want to know how you feel about the Cowboys' first playoff game being against Niners. I think it's fantastic. I love beating the Niners, especially in the postseason. That's my favorite time to beat the 49ers is in the postseason. To give them their last loss of the year, the loss that sends them home, oh, I love it. I love it. Let, let, let's see. Hold on. Let's see what they got here. Uh-huh. 
Wild card weekend. Oh, I don't have it. I don't have any spreads yet. Anybody got a spread on the game? Uh, Arnie set this story aside. We should keep a running roster of for Mother of the Year. Mount Rushmore for the end of the year. Okay, I like that. Okay, here we go. Now we got some point spreads. Cowboys are a three-point favorite. Cowboys are a home three-point favorite. Today is the first day of the lines. Uh, by the way, Joe uh, Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy and I will be talking about this. Uh, the Raiders are a six-and-a-half-point underdog. Buffalo is a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Patriots. Well, that's tough. Tampa Bay is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite over the Eagles. Cowboys, easy money, three points on the stem. Steelers are a 12-and-a-half-point dog against the Chiefs. And the Rams are a four-point favorite over the Cardinals. My Astro Cowgirls are fucked. Dallas is favored by three. Yeah. Cowboys minus three. That's easy. They're giving money away there. We win that game easy. I mean, it won't be quite as easy as the, the 51 that we laid up on a playoff team this last weekend in Philadelphia, but it'll be pretty easy. All right, that's going to do it for us today. We will be back tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Uh, to my man, the Warbird out there. Warbird, have a great time at the national championship game tonight, my friend. Enjoy it, and let me just say it for you once. Roll time. There you go. There you go. You feel that game terrorized me? It's not all about the opponents, about which Cowboys team shows up. Yeah. Uh, if we play like we did against Waddington or Philly, we win. Opponents don't matter. Very true. And I think that's the entirety of the playoffs. Uh, Warbird says, thank you, sir. Bye, everyone, for the hug. Straight Fire says, later, ass. So until tomorrow, please remember, uh, every, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, y'all have a fantastic Monday, and adios, everybody.
at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. 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 He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.